Welcome to the Hunters and Unicorns 2020 Mastery Mission. Essential listening for sales professionals on the quest for mastery. Shorter episodes, huge impact. The 2020 Mastery Mission is sponsored by SOAP, the global recruitment partner for the Playbook community. Are you on the mission? Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out. Welcome to Hunters and Unicorns, the 2020 Mastery Mission. 20 topics, 20 guests for 20 minutes. We are here to unlock the tribal wisdom from the legends of tech sales to help you get one step closer to mastery. I'm Simon Kutis and I'm joined by my co-host, Ollie Kune. G'day, everyone. And today we welcome Rob Watson. Rob, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, guys. It's a pleasure welcome to be here. Welcome to the show, Rob. Thanks for having me on. Absolute pleasure. Absolute pleasure. In the way of an introduction, you are currently VP of Sales at the Sutter Hill next rocket ship observing very, very, very exciting times over observing right now. And uh, I know Keith Butler is so excited to have you on board. So uh, you're doing great things over there, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm very fortunate to be part of this team. Uh, as you mentioned, the Sutter Hill company, uh, the board is Mike Spicer, John McMahon, and the exec team. So uh, it's just a killer leadership team. Jeremy Burton, CEO, very, very successful and wise. And as you know, Keith, part of the 33. So I couldn't be happier uh, to be part of Observe. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And of course, Rob, you are part of that second wave. You previously worked at BMC. So you've had the, the, the privilege to be mentored and you've obviously learned from some of the best leaders that have really kind of mastered this playbook. So, so you've learned the playbook by being you know, part of the most high-performing teams in tech sales. Yeah, that has been you know, a, a tremendous opportunity and gift. Uh, you know, it's, it's helped me not only just as a rep when I was selling, uh, you know, with Keith uh, up in Canada, but also as a, as a, as a leader, right? Uh, one of the things that the, the 33 don't talk that much about is the leadership playbook, right? And it's a very real thing. And, uh, you know, John talks a lot about it in his book, but uh, there really is a, a, a program for sales leadership, things like recruiting, developing people, you know, helping them execute at scale, right? And and really developing and becoming a great leader. So I've, I've been very fortunate to be part of that. Well, it's a school of excellence. And so we are looking forward to hearing your words of wisdom as part of the show today. So Rob, we've got 20 minutes to cover a great topic. It's a topic we're so excited to share with our viewers and our listeners. So please introduce your topic. Yeah, the topic is really about win-win selling. You know, we we often hear in medic and in this playbook about champions. And uh, when I was a seller trying to figure out like, okay, well, I know I need to find a champion. How do I do that? How do I build a champion? Like, I know I need one, but the how part of it, you know, is it's not easy. Uh, and so really what uh, the topic is about is finding the win-win. Right. And uh, the skills required and the mindset required in order to do that successfully um, and how that applies to really every interaction that you have with your client and how it really sets you up then for sales leadership and becoming uh, 
a great leader. Amazing. Oh, we're really privileged to have you on the show, Rob. Um, <clears throat> obviously keen to get down to the detail, really. So um, let's start with a few questions. You know, why is it important? What sure. happens when people don't do this? And what happens when they do? Yeah, so um, well, we always just used to call it bigger deals faster type of thing. You know, uh, like so as, as a seller, um, if you're able to quickly establish trust and you're able to find the win for your client, you'll end up doing bigger, more transformational deals that, you know, will help the, the customer, the, the, your champion, get the funding that's required in order to be able to fund an initiative. That's more than just a transactional thing that's slipping in under the budget that they have. You know what I mean? In order for them to go get this truly sort of funded and invested in by executives, right? You have to build a value-based, you know, campaign. And, and that has to be based on things that, you know, the company cares about, the economic buyer is going to, you know, get behind, but then also solves a problem for your champion. So we have to become value experts in connecting the dots between how our technology solves a problem for the person we're working with, but then also with uh, the company and uh, have a measurable, tangible value uh, that they can continue to invest in. Amazing. I think we've really framed the importance of this topic. I think what would be really useful now is, you know, if you can really talk us through the approach. So, so how, how do you create the win-win? The way it starts is really from getting into the win-win zone, I call it, right? So, so this starts with, with being in the right mindset. And so it requires you to be able to step into the shoes of your customer, right? And that requires us to check our ego, right? And in sales, a lot of us are a type, you know, we have to fill our achievement sort of bucket in a different way, like go master guitar or climb a mountain or, you know, uh, play sports or something like that. Check that ego and really kind of focus on stepping into the shoes of your client. That puts you into this, this genuine curiosity zone. And you hear, uh, you know, John McMahon talk about this in his book, this, this Carlo character who was, you know, the greatest salesperson that John had seen. And it was because of that urgent and genuine curiosity, right? Um, and you're not there to talk about your product and, and that sort of thing. You're there to step into their shoes and try to understand what is the problem that you can help them solve? What are they trying to achieve and how can you help them to get it, right? So that sort of starts with being in the right mindset or in that sort of win-win zone. I, I suppose you, you talk about get away from the solution, right? So t tell us about that. Tell us about, you know, how, how obviously you've got the curiosity, but why does going straight to the solution stop you from being that kind of curious and, and, and asking those questions that, that are needed as part of that discovery process? Well, I think there's two things. One of the, you, you only have a, a certain amount of time, right? So uh, especially early in the sales cycle. So if the time is dominated by you talking and you talking about your solution and educating the client, then you're not listening and you're not understanding and trying to find that you know, that win-win. And the important part of it is like, you have to, it's mutual. You have to qualify and determine whether or not you have the ability to help the client. Because if you don't, you want to know, you want to know fast, 
right? You don't want to spend a lot of time educating and demoing and presenting and flying people in and all this kind of stuff if you haven't found that win-win. So it can be time consuming and expensive to, you know, do a lot of pushing and talking uh, as opposed to trying to make it mutual and qualify up front and making sure that you spend your time. Now, the other thing is it, it doesn't need to be dominated by like an interrogation. You don't want to interrogate clients, right? You, you, you want them to feel comfortable and enjoy the conversation. So we'll talk about, you know, in the second part, when we get into the details, some of the techniques that you can use to move off the solution and keep it really engaging and keep it really positive. But we always want to f- focus on the goal. Like, what is it that the client is trying to accomplish? And do we have the ability to help them do that? Yes or no. And we want to do that because we have the right intent. The right intent is to help them succeed, right? We're, we're not there to sell them something, right, for our benefit that's going to allow us to buy the next watch that we want. You know what I mean? Like we're trying to help them actually succeed. And that's when, you know, uh, salespeople can be super successful is when they get into a a rhythm of being able to do this consistently. So you mentioned techniques. Uh, I know that, you know, tactical empathy, something you talk a lot about, um, you know, is, 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 is that one of the kind of the main kind of weapons that you, you, you use or, you know, what, what can you tell us about some of the, some of the, your approach towards, towards creating this? Yeah. So I, I happen to believe that empathy is the most powerful fuel for success. And, uh, you, you'll hear this. It's a common thread through some of the greatest, you know, uh, books ever written about selling, you know, from some of the, 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 the greatest leaders in selling, there's a common thread, like let's get real or let's not play, never split the difference, the qualified sales leader, you know, even things like crucial conversations, which, you know, which helped me a lot early in my career. They all require you to put yourself in the shoes of the client. Empathy does not mean sympathy. You don't have to agree with the, everything the client says. You don't have to feel what they feel. It's not a fuzzy wuzzy altruism thing. It's about your ability to step into the shoes and see things from their perspective, right? And so that is extremely powerful for sellers, right? To be able to put yourself in the shoes of the client and understand the pain the way that they feel the pain and to understand how the solution is going to bring value to their life and to their company uh, is extremely important. So... Um, I think the tactical uh, component that you're talking about, Simon, like Chris Voss talks about this and never split the difference, right? This tactical empathy is really that it's, it's making sure it puts you in the right gear, which is, you know, stepping into the shoes and listening actively to understand. And there's techniques that we'll talk about in terms of, you know, how you can make sure that you're in that gear. And there's specific tools that you can use and skills that you can develop so that you're in that mode. And the, and the customer, the person that you're talking to, they're not going to know that you're actually applying a couple of these skills. But they'll just f- find that like, wow, I loved talking to Simon. He was really curious and genuinely interested in me. Right. And, and you could tell the intent was to help me succeed. So I, that drops the trust barrier. And, and and facilitates champion yeah. building. Rob, I think 
It's interesting because I think some people do this really well, very, very naturally. Is this something that you feel that you can train yourself? So if you don't, if you're not a natural empathetic person, is it something that you can train yourself? Absolutely. A hundred percent. And so, you know, that, that was one of the things that, um, that I learned from Keith, I think, you know, early on, uh, when I was, I was a pretty successful relationship seller. Like I was good at building a relationship. Um, and then, you know, you hear through challenger and some of these other approaches that the relationship seller struggles, right? Because what you do is you're, you're sort of riding the coattails of an individual and it's based on that person liking you, you know what I mean? As opposed to the value that you're actually delivering to them. And in modern selling, like it doesn't work anymore. You can't take someone to a sports game and, and for drinks and then that results in deals. Like it, it doesn't work anymore. That can be part of your great relationship that you have with a champion. But unless you're solving a problem for them and making them successful, they're not going to continue to buy year over year kind of thing. So I learned this from Keith, that there is a science in addition to the art. And the science component has a lot to do with the playbook that you guys have been, you know, researching and talking about and interviewing so many great leaders about. And it's that there's a methodology, not only to running a sales campaign or a sales process, right, which, by the way, starts with discovery, which is really about seeking to understand and listening and being able to connect your technology to solve a problem for your client that delivers measurable value. That's what it is all about. So, yeah, you don't have to be a naturally empathetic, you know, seller. You can learn these skills. And what I think is great about um, not only just these these resources and books, but the sales leaders that you've been interviewing is they're great at teaching this. They're great at helping people, you know, maybe step out of their comfort zone a little bit. So you, you have to have the right I mean, you hear it from from John, you have to have the passion and the heart and the desire to be great. You have to be coachable. And, you know, uh, like Luke Roberts, you guys uh, interviewed like he, he had that, you know, in spades. Right. That coachability. He just decided, hey, I'm going to do this and I don't care how hard or uncomfortable it makes me feel. I'm going to go ahead and do it. So drive coachability, um, you know, and, and the smarts to be able to, you know, grasp it and apply it. When you have those types of people, they're sponges. They're going to soak up these, these, uh, you know, techniques and methodologies, apply it and see, and, and, you know, see the success. So, so what, what kind of techniques can you share with us then, uh, Rob, are there any kind of tricks or, or techniques that you have used that you've learned hundred percent. Yeah. That, that you yeah. Can share. So, yeah. So, for, so for getting into the zone, right? Like I said, you kind of got to fill your achievement bucket other ways and just set aside your ego and, you know, the watch that you want and the car that you want and all that stuff and really focus in on the client and try to step into their shoes and see things from their perspective. So that puts you in the right gear, right? Now you're seeking to understand but you didn't need to do your homework. You need to do some preparation, right? And so what does that mean? Well, you really need to 
understand, you know, the persona, the type of uh, client that you're working with and the type of business that they're in. So you got to educate yourself about the company. What's the company trying to do? What are they trying to accomplish ultimately? You don't have to go through like weeks of research and 10Ks and all these things. You just have to get the essence of what it is that the business is trying to do and what are they struggling with? And then the same thing for your client. Like what is... I don't know, a VP of engineering, you know, typically struggling with. And are there examples, things that we have been able to successfully do for other clients to help them solve problems that are, you know, delivering value. So you got to be prepared. You got to be a bit of an expert. You got to have a point of view, right, on how you can potentially help the client. And in the interaction, you have to try to, you know, teach them something. So you have to come prepared with, you know, maybe, um, and one of the things that's great about selling is that we have expertise in areas that you don't even really realize, which is building a business case and helping an executive, you know, get behind making an investment. Most of the people that we talk to, especially in tech, they're not great at that. They're not great at business acumen, let alone, you know, building a business case and getting that sold. So there's stuff that you can bring to the table, right? In terms of skills and methodology. So I think that's, that's the second piece is preparing and making sure that you're ready you know, to now that you're in the gear, you know, do uh, good listening, good discovery, and then move the conversation to really discovering and understanding what it is that that win-win can be. And then really working, the third step is on your skills. And I, I think of it as, as skills of, of really interaction or conversation, right? So, so communication skills. Expect skepticism, like expect the client to want to like, I'm super busy right now. Like, can, can you just like show me a demo, Simon? Because, you know, I don't have that much time. Well, you need to anticipate that and be prepared to move off of the solution conversation. And, you know, an example of that might be, you know, okay, absolutely. We want to show you a demo. In fact, I'm really excited to show it to you because we've got some new features I think you're going to really like. Before we move into the demo, can I ask you a few questions to make sure that we don't waste your time, that we focus on the things that are going to be of interest to you, right? Because, you know, if the client's talking about time and being, you know, time being important to them, you probably need to use time as the reason to ask a few questions, right? And to make sure that you don't. So that's just one example of like how you need to make sure that you're engaging, but you're moving the conversation towards the discovery, right? They've got information in their brain that you need to get access to, but you have to get through the amygdala first, right? Like they're going to want to run if you sound like a salesperson that's going to take the information that they use and manipulate it against them, right? So, so you have to be you know, uh, able to navigate that conversation with skill, right? And so th these are the types of skills that, uh, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about, but there's there a few different techniques that you can use to make sure that customers engaged, but we're, we're having a dialogue and you're really focused on discovery. Yeah. So in terms of moving off the solution, there's kind of four things, right? Um, and you know, one of them is this technique that is called matching and leading, which is what I just did. Right. So, um, if I don't know, Ollie, you, you tell me like, you know, you, you, you wanted to see, I don't know, you, a, a piece of documentation or information, a brochure or something yeah. like that, you know, 
then whatever it is, you can sort of say like, absolutely, I'll send you that. So I know what piece of information is most relevant to you. Do you mind if I ask you a few questions okay. first? So it's, it's a simple thing. It's called matching and leading. So the thing that they want, you say yes to, but there's a journey you're going to go on to get there, right? Which is, I'm going to ask you a few questions first. And before you know it, you've had an opportunity to ask more than two or three questions and the person is comfortable now and is relaxed and is starting to share. So that's kind of matching and leading. The, 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 the second one is to, for, to move to like clarification, right? So one of the things that customers often do is they'll be like, you know, well, in the case of observe, you're the observability expert. Tell me about how you do observability, right? And so it, it puts you on your heels a little bit. Now, most reps in that situation are going to be like, Oh yeah, observability. Oh ah, yeah, I studied that. Um, what what what? And and they start to get into this kind of like nervous, defensive. I now have to be an expert in observability, right? Now, if you're an expert in observability, that's great, and you'll you'll be able to handle it. But what I would say is move to clarification first. So observability is kind of a buzzword. It means a lot of things to a lot of people. When you talk about observability, what does that mean to you? Help me understand. And so when they say, okay, observability to us means getting the ability to see our system, the forest for the trees. I want to be able to see how one element in the system affects another element of the system. And it's like, okay, so now why is that important to you? Right now you're driving, you're, you're moving the conversation towards the driver, which is if this person knows about observability is interested in it, there's probably a reason. Maybe they've got a problem and they're trying to solve it. And maybe that's, you know, uh, the evidence that you need to be able to do some more digging, right? And try to find out whether or not you can help solve their problem. So, you know, matching and leading clarification, and then there's a couple of the Chris Voss things that work really well here as well. So he uses mirroring, which, you know, uh, is, is a great technique. And what mirroring is basically like you take, uh, you know, one, two or three, the most important words that the client used and you repeat those words back to the client so that they continue to talk. And it's amazing if you ever try this, you can practice it uh, or watch Chris Voss's masterclass. Like it's an amazing thing. He's, he's an incredible guy. Um, but it's such a natural sort of sounding thing to do when you're not sure, you know? So when they say, you know, I don't know, uh, tell me about observability, you know, and you say something like observability, you know, they may think like, what, does this guy not know what he's, but, but they're going to talk they're, Well, observability. Yeah. You know, that thing that you guys do that, you know, and then they start to open up and talk more. Right. And if you do that two or three times, it's amazing. Like they'll continue to talk and, and, uh, and share with you what's on their mind. Right. Um, and so that's really, really important. And then the, the fourth one is, is really, it's, it's about kind of like, calibrated questions. So like, it seems like you're, you're kind of going to the driver. It seems like observability is important to you, right? Like, so you're kind of making a cold read in his language, right? You're, you're trying to understand and label the thing that's driving them to ask the question, right? So, uh, labeling is super effective as well to move off the solution conversation. 
And so those four things, uh, like a mix of those things, developing the skills and, and mastering your ability to kind of leverage them in the right situations are going to help you to unlock the, the, the driver, the problem that the person you're talking to is trying to solve, right? And that's really the foundation for a win-win self. Do you do a lot of role play with your team, Rob? Is this kind of putting yourself in yeah. situations like this, posing questions? Absolutely. It's very effective. Yeah. And, and the other thing is that as sellers, like it's all about human interaction. So we have human interaction, you know, not just over zoom at the office, uh, but, but every day. So you can practice these types of things with anyone you're talking to friends and family and things like that. They might get a little annoyed, <laughs> you know, be careful practicing those things with yeah, your going to say, <laughs> but, um, but, it doesn't work. But yeah, you, you, you know, you can even, you know, when interacting with someone, you know, uh, I don't know, that you're a contractor or a landscaper or someone that you're working with to, to do some work on your house or something, you know, that, that these types of techniques you can you can practice. Amazing. Amazing. So, so Rob, these are the things that we, we want our, our viewers and our listeners to really try, right? Those, these are the kind of, kind of practical, measurable things that we want our, our viewers to really implement, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so I would, I, I mean, I found the resources that I'm referring to. So let's get real or let's not play a book by Mahan Khalsa. Uh, Never Split the Difference, a book by Chris Voss, uh, The Qualified lead, Sales Leader, a book by John McMahon, even Medic, you know, the, the Andy White book. The, these are great resources for us, you know, um, to learn from. And, and I believe, and John talks about this, being a student in the game, a student of the game is really important. And, um, you know, like I said, a combination of that with your natural drive and coachability and, you know, uh, all of that stuff mixed with empathy, right? Like that's how you build trust, build long-term relationships. And it, and it prepares you for sales leadership because, you know, it's a little bit like having kids, like it's not about you anymore. Right. And so when you can kind of apply this, you know, to selling and to a client, you can then apply it as a sales leader to your team because sales leaders, the best sales leaders are the sales leaders that focus on the success of their team, not themselves. Right. And so if you can really not only just say that, but actually live it right. And, and try to really understand your team and what's driving them and help them accomplish what they want to accomplish. You're going to be wildly successful as a sales leader. And when they get stuck in a deal, you're going to be wildly successful at helping them get unstuck, right? And, and this, uh, this stuff doesn't just apply in the discovery phase, right? Like you, you're talking about in negotiation, you know, uh, in, in really trying to set the criteria and define success, define exactly what it is that's going to be the solution required to make the client successful and defining the business case and the value to that individual, as well as to the business, like all of this stuff requires you to check your ego, focus on the client and put yourself in their shoes. So like, I, I believe it's, you know, the most powerful fuel for success. 
So I, I think it's been a, a great, great, um, you know, mastery session with you today, Rob. Um, I, I'm absolutely certain that our um, our viewers and our listeners took lots and lots of, uh, of value. So, you know, thank you so much. I think there's some 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 real, real key kind of takeaways. And um, yeah, thank you so much for uh, for sharing that with us. Yeah, and I'm sure we could have probably gone on for for many, many, many more hours. But at the same time, we don't want to over, overwhelm people and overconsume people with too much information. But I think what you've shared in the way of practical takeaways is is going to be really, really helpful for all of our viewers. So um, thank you so much for joining us today, Rob. It's been an absolute pleasure. Your words of wisdom have been incredible. Um, but in a way of a close, to all our viewers and listeners, we hope you've enjoyed the session. If you've liked what you've heard, please share and subscribe. A big thank you to you, Rob, for joining us today. And we look forward to welcoming you back for another Mastery Session soon. Have you enjoyed the session today? Be sure to let us know how you got on with the tips and please help others discover our series by sharing and liking our content. Are you on the mission? The 2020 Mastery Mission is brought to you by SOAP, the global recruitment partner for the Playbook community. Check out SoMuchSoap.com for more information.